I, I can say the same about your pastors. Uh, they have made an influence on my life. And uh, also, uh, I mean, Pastor Merrill, uh, Pastor Harry, and there's so many. You know, we've been involved for years. And, and, and that's something. I'm going to know that when you have something for years, it's stood the test of time. And I appreciate that because with so many things that change, um, it's wonderful to have true friends. Because a friend loves at all times. They're sincere. They're real. Amen. I, I, it's an honor to be here. Uh, it's a privilege for, to stand in your pulpit. I, I shared last night that I, I do get on and watch you online. I've I got to watch your series on real life. Wow, that's, it's, it's really hit home because what you're going through in your family and, and my own mother uh, is really failing in her health and, and uh, uh, just, she just got out of the hospital. And, uh, but she's in good spirits. So that's, that's the main thing. She's going she's gonna, to she's gonna end well. Um, but, I, but I also privileged the good life I watched. And I got to see your different pastors also that share. And I just want to say what a great leadership. What a great church you have here. And then I saw your remodel. Whoa. I love the carpet. Good stuff. Good stuff. And uh, I really like what you're doing. All right, you got your Bibles. Turn to Daniel chapter 6. Um, the Lord uh, really been dealing with me, and I'm just going to share out of my heart what God's doing inside of me. And, 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 and one of the things I really believe that, that, that we as believers are called to, uh, you know this, we're called to be light. We're called to be salt of the earth. Amen? How many want to be light and salt? You want to make a difference. You want to, you want to be the change maker. And, and the reality is, is that, that a lot of times... Um, in life, we go through things, and, and I really believe that God uses everything to bring us to a higher level. How many believe that? that? No matter what we go through, God does it to fortify us, to strengthen our character, to make us uh, even a greater influence. In Daniel chapter 6, we, we read uh, about uh, a little snippet about Daniel, and, and if you know the, a little bit of the history of um, Nebuchadnezzar had come in and they had taken uh, the Jews captive and it had been a great uh, captivity and they brought them in and there were certain ones chosen to be like the, uh, uh, they were going to indoctrinate them and then send them back in to lead and help uh, bring, you know, these cultures together and really indoctrinate them into the Babylonian culture. And, and so they began to take Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel, and they began to really um, to work with them to, as, you know, as leaders. And, but it's interesting, in chapter 6 here, in verse 1, it says, It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be over the whole kingdom. So there's 120 leaders. And over these three governors, of whom Daniel was one, that the satraps might give account to them so that the king would suffer no loss. So, so you see this leadership here, these go three governors and all these 120. Then this Daniel distinguished himself. Say that with me, distinguished himself above the governors and the satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. Come on, say, excellent spirit was in him. 
And the king gave thought to setting him over the entire realm. I think the message says, the king said, I'm going to make you the head governor. You're going to be in charge of everyone. So it says here that Daniel, even though he came, he was in captivity, even though he was in a difficult situation, the difficult situation didn't crush him. All it did was release him. And Daniel's spirit never became toxic. His spirit excelled. Now we're coming into the Thanksgiving season. How many of the church shouldn't be working up Thanksgiving? How many of we should be the examples of Thanksgiving? Because we enter into his presence with, into his courts with, we're thankful unto him and we bless his name. So we as God's people are called to have that genuine, have that, have that excellent spirit. Amen. How many can say, God, I want an excellent spirit? I do. I want an excellent spirit. I want my spirit to excel. Daniel, he, he was, had such an excellent spirit that the king said, I want to set you over the whole realm. Daniel's relationship with God had brought about such a transformation in his attitude, in his character, in his spirit, in his actions. I love that. An excellent spirit. Daniel was genuine. He was genuine. He was genuine. He was the real deal. He was, he was, he was not counterfeit. He was, there was, there was no hypocrisy. He, he was, what you see is what you get. He was the real deal. Um, you see, when you're genuine, um, it's not only bears the name, but it bears the quality. When you're genuine, not, you only bear the name, but you bear the quality. Now, we know the difference in this because, um, and, I, and I, I share this because I, I, I was sharing last night. I like watches. I'm a watch freak. Okay? I, I love watches. I, 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 I'm into watches. Uh, uh, I, I didn't used to be, but someone, one of my elders got, began to, he bought me a couple of them, and that was it. I was, I was in, you know. And, and I don't have an Apple watch I saw one last night. It's to me, it's they're awesome, but I like the original, genuine watches. And I'm not saying I wouldn't take one, but anyway. <laughs> but I, but I, I was sharing. But uh, uh, one of my friends owns a jewelry store, and and he knew I like watches. He goes, he called me up, and he goes, because he did, he didn't really carry watches, but. Every once in a while, these, these jewelers get a specific kind of watch they collect themselves. And so he called me up and he goes, Pastor John, I want to sell you this watch for my cost, which, you know, was amazing. It, it, was, a, it was a certain kind of watch. It was called, uh, it's called an astronaut watch. It's, it's you have Bulova, and then above Bulova, you have Accutron. Accutron is their Cadillac of watches of Bulova. And I got this watch called uh, an astronaut watch, a Buzz Aldrin watch, and there was only a thousand of them made, and I have number 35. And I love this watch. I don't wear the watch because it's too valuable. It sits in there, I open up and look at it, and I look how nice it is because I figure one day, because it's genuine, because it's, it's, it's valuable, its value over time doesn't lessen, it gets greater. Let 
Let me say it again. Over time, it doesn't lose its value. It gets greater because, because you count how genuine is something that's hard to find. Because there's more phony than genuine. I'm preaching. So I got this watch and I'm keeping it and I look at it and it's beautiful. And I know it's real because I paid the price. And I have all the things there and it's, it's guaranteed. I even took it to a jeweler and had him look, another jeweler look at it and he offered me twice as much. And I said no. But I've been to Chinatown. <laughs> New York City. I'm in Chinatown, and they're selling watches on the corner. I know you're not supposed to, but I couldn't help myself. And these guys come running up to me, and they got watches all the way from, you know, you got your, uh, what's the fancy one, uh, Rolex. They had all the different kinds, and I was looking for a certain kind, and it was like what Tiger Woods wore, was a, I think it was called a Movada, and a beautiful watch, very expensive. And, and I, this is some, you know, and they're just throwing me the different watches, what kind you want. And this guy walks up with this, looks like a Tiger Wood, or a Tag Heuer, excuse, not a Tag Heuer. It brings this watch, and, 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 he, and he shows it to me. I'm like, oh, wow. He goes, $600. And I'm not stupid, because if you can buy it on the corner, it's usually not genuine. Anyway, and I go, okay. And he looks at it and he goes, it's not real. Oh, yes, it's real. And he pulls out a letter, like a letter of authenticity. I'm like, a letter with a watch. I, I mean, usually it's in the box. But he, he had it there. He goes, look, it's real. And I'm like, no. And he kept saying 600 bucks. And I, and I don't remember the exact number. I think I, I, think I said 35 bucks. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 it's genuine, it's genuine. And as I turned to walk away, you know, he hits 200, and then he got down to 100. I think I ended up paying 40 bucks for the watch. <laughs> because the reality is, it looks like it's a Tag Heuer or Movada, but really, it's not a real Tag Heuer or Movada, because even though it bears the name, it doesn't bear the quality. See, as Christians... We're not just called disciples or followers of Christ, a Christian, just in name. How many know it should possess a quality because of the one who is transforming us? I thought it was interesting, as pastor this morning, God up here and you guys came down and began to worship. All of a sudden, as he was sharing this, I, my, my, my spirit began to leap because I began to think about, remember Balaam? The prophet, they tried to hire him to curse the people of God. You know what's interesting about it? They tried to curse the people of God, and he kept trying. The Lord wouldn't let him. And you know why? Because the shout of the king was in their midst. In other words, their spirit was right. And they had a shout in their spirit. They had worship in their spirit. They were a people who knew their God, and they weren't ashamed of it. Wow. That's Daniel. Daniel was like that. He distinguished himself. 
In other words, he didn't let what everybody else was doing determine what he was doing. He had his own relationship with God and, and he distinguished himself and he chose his own spirit. Because here's the point, when it comes down to it, we choose our attitude, no one else does. You say, well, they made me mad. Oh, they might have pushed your button, but you went ahead and pulled the trigger. They might have got you upset, but you embraced it. You didn't, because it's what, it's what Daniel could have been upset. We know what happened. It says some guys decided, you know what, they, the guys looked at him and said, you know what, the only way we're going to get him. In fact, the first thing that they looked at everything in his life, which I think was interesting. Because what you see was what you get. You know what I love about Daniel? Even though he was a spiritual man, he was a man who had a relationship with God, it says that even in his daily work, he was integrous. He worked hard. They couldn't find anything in the natural things he was doing wrong. That's pretty good, isn't it? In other words, in his work, he was doing everything he should. They go, you know what, the only way we're going to get him is to change the laws. And remember they went to the king and they go, hey, king, you are an incredible. Because, you know, in that culture, they, they really believed that the Pharaoh or whoever the king was, they were God. I mean, Nebuchadnezzar thought he was, if you remember, he, read the story, he was, he built an altar. I mean, he built a statue about himself. You know, everybody bow to me. And so they went to Darius and they go, hey, I think everyone for 30 days should only pray to you. And he goes, that's right. Only when you pray to me. Well, see, really, Darius loved Daniel, but he got caught up in his own pride because his spirit wasn't right. And he goes, okay, everybody pray to me. And then he realized after he signed the decree, they went after Daniel and they said, Daniel, said, you know what I love about Daniel? When they signed the decree, he went back and prayed, you know what the Bible says? As he did before. You know what I love about Daniel? It didn't, his, his convictions didn't change because of pressure. See, when you're genuine, how about you keep doing the same thing you were doing because what you're doing is working. I mean, if the enemy tries to get you to stop praying, how many of that means you should continue to pray? Sometimes I don't feel like going to church. I'm the pastor. <laughs> Hello? I wake up and I go, you know what? I want to play hooky today. And then my spirit says, no, don't forsake the gathering of the saints. And so much more as you see the day approaching. In other words, there's got to be something in us that says, you know what, I'm doing the right thing because it's the right thing. It doesn't matter if it feels right, looks right. It doesn't matter if people say it's not the right thing anymore. It's the right thing to me. Because genuine people do the right thing. Amen? They keep doing the right thing. It's interesting that 
He did the right thing and got thrown in the lion's den. You know what I realized about being genuine? Genuine, genuine doesn't keep you out of trouble. It keeps you in it. How about he lasted in trouble? He made it through. Why? Because a genuine spirit. I don't know why those, you know, we know that the Lord shut the mouth of the lions. And I think that's an amazing thing. I love that story. But I think, you know, we don't know what he went through in that lion's den. But whatever it was, the next morning, you don't hear him saying, get me out of here. You hear him saying, don't worry, king. The angel of the Lord came and shut the mouths. It's all good. Because see, when you have a genuine spirit, you know what? That spirit catapults you. It advances you. It moves you. Being genuine is it. Amen? Come on, tell your neighbor being genuine is the goal. It is. It's being real. Um, I, uh, there's a scripture, and we have another man in the Bible that, that was genuine. And, and this guy, I don't know how, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I read this, and I, and I think, wow, you are an amazing, amazing man. His name was Caleb. I know the story Caleb. Remember the children of Israel? He was one of the 12 spies that were chosen. Remember him, Joshua and Caleb, and the other was 10, and Joshua and Caleb. And these guys, uh, uh, the, uh, Joshua and Caleb, but we're going to talk about Caleb today. But Caleb... Um, I don't know how he did it, but he kept his spirit right. And you read in Numbers chapter 14. I won't take time to read this, but here's the scripture we have. In verse 24, the Lord says, out of the mouth of God, says, he says, there's a, there's a bunch of people. He says, what happened was that the people had complained against the Lord and, and, the, and, and, and they really made God mad. Children of Israel and the leaders made God mad. In fact, he's so mad that he goes, I'm done with them. And then Moses intercedes and he says, please God, don't. You know, the people are going to look. I, I want you to see. And, and, and I want you to see your people. You know, and so, we, so he intercedes and finally God says, okay, I pardon according to your word. But he said this, he goes, but these people, you know, because of their attitude, you know, they're not going to be able, they're going to have to wander around the desert. They're not going to go in the land. I'm not going to destroy them. But then it says in verse 24, But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit, look at this, and has followed me fully, I will bring into the land where he went, and his descendants shall inherit it. I mean, here's the account of God's viewpoint of Caleb's relationship with him. He says, My servant Caleb has a different kind of spirit. He's followed me fully. He's not like the rest of them. He is a man who follows me with all of his heart. I like what the, the message says. He said, this Caleb, he has a different story. Man, I want a different story, don't you? I mean, when I read what's going on in the world, I mean, I want a different story. You say, well, well what's your story? And you know what? I, I get knocked down, but I get back up again. Come on, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not talking about being religious. I'm talking about being real. Where would you go through? I mean, Caleb went through things, but he had a different spirit. How many, the different spirit causes you to move forward. Caleb was the real deal. 
Caleb's relationship with God was the most important of everything in his life. He was a genuine servant. It's clear from this passage right here, what well, I was just reading, that, that here's the point, that the right spirit is crucial to our advancement. I'm going to say right now, go to the seven churches in the book of Revelation. Go to all seven. How many of the seven churches did God not say, I have something against you? Church of Philadelphia. The rest of them, they, they were doing good things, but there was something that, that was going on, and he said, I want you to what? I want you to return to your first love. I want, in other words, and every one of them had to do with the right spirit. I mean, as much as we want to talk about this, how many know our spirit is the only way we advance? I'm going to tell you right now, if your spirit isn't genuine, how many you stop advancing? There's something in your life where you come to a screeching halt. Even in church, staff positions, I'm going to tell you right now, it does whether you're in church or staff or kind of leadership, how many know it's, I mean, remember, 10 of the 12 leaders didn't have a right spirit. And I say, God, give me a right spirit. Come on. Remember David prayed, created me a, renew a right spirit within me. Amen. Genuine spirit. Remember Paul said to Timothy, I, he goes, I look at you and I look at your grandmother. She had genuine faith. Your mother had genuine faith. And I believe also in you, Timothy. Whatever Timothy was going through, it was a, something going on to try to erode his spirit. I'm a life can erode your spirit. I'm a real life can do it if you're not careful. Just a week and a half ago, when my mother, she was bleeding, and she, they had to give her nine units of blood. I think I told you that. It was major. But they couldn't find what was wrong with her. And I, I went in one day, and the, and the and radiologist was there, the doctor, that they put her through this certain kind of test where they put a computer and put her in this tube. And he goes, why don't you come down with me? And so I go down with my mom, and, and I'm down there in this, in this room, and he goes, oh, yeah, you can come with me. And so I'm sitting in the chair, and I'm sitting there, and this man's a wonderful man, this, this doctor, and he, he's telling me what he's doing, and, and, he's, and he's letting me see the pictures, and he goes, I'm trying to find it. And he walked back into the little office behind, and, and I, I heard him on the phone, and all of a sudden he comes out, and his whole demeanor was different. And I go, what's wrong? He goes, he goes, he goes, I don't get it. He goes, I've been doing this for 26 years. And he goes, I make a phone call to the doctor that saw her earlier today, and he's not here, and he just bawled me out. I said, for what? He goes, because I'm doing a second test on her, but they ordered the test, but he didn't want to come back to the hospital. He says he's tired. I'm thinking, my mama's sick, and you're tired? <laughs> And he goes, so I'm going to call. i got to go call another doctor. She calls the other doctor. The other doctor goes, I didn't see her today, so I don't want to do anything with this case. Help me, Jesus. I'm a big man, and I'll hurt you. I mean, all of a sudden, I felt my... And I thought, oh God, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me, Jesus, help me. 
And then he comes out, he comes back out, and he goes, he goes, you know what? He goes, he says, the other doctor just called back and apologized, and he's going to come back tonight and look at it. I thought, thank you, Lord. Somebody can say they're sorry. Come on, that's, that, that is major. Come on, that was major that he could call back and say, you know what? I, I got to come back. I understand. It's okay. He said he was sorry. And that guy goes, man, he goes, I, he goes, I, he goes, he goes, I'm sorry you had to see this. And I'm like, and I thought to myself, here I am going through this work in my spirit. I go, thank you, Lord, for letting me see it. Because my spirit was challenged. Because when somebody else has a challenge, and I don't like the way they're acting, I'm challenged to act. And I have to be genuine. I can't function that way. See, it says in Hebrews, and let me, let me come into an end here. But in Hebrews, it's interesting that you go to Hebrews chapter 3. And the Hebrew writer warns us. He says, beware. I mean, when you hear beware, that's, that's a big word, beware. Lest there be any of you, evil heart of unbelief, just like the day of the rebellion. He's talking about the past. What, he's done, what they say is, when you read Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7, he says this. He goes, they were well, their fathers testing in the wilderness. They, you know, they, 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 they grumbled and they complained. He goes, don't let this happen to you. You want to enter into the rest of the story, the rest of God. You want to get all that God has for you. Don't let this happen. And you know what he's saying? He's warning because if we don't learn from history, we're destined to repeat it. And I want to be genuine, don't you? How many can say, God, help me? Help me, Lord. And I'm not saying anyone's not genuine. I think this is something that we come forward and say, God, do that work in me. Did you hear it? We sang this morning, though I'm weak, be strong in me. Though I, my strength may fail, Lord, you're, you never fail. I love that. I love that. Caleb knew that everything in his life was in jeopardy if he didn't get his spirit right. I'm going to tell you right now, the church of Jesus Christ, how many know we have to have the right spirit? Come on, smile. I'm just reading that book, uh, uh, If. He said, and I've heard it before, but he said it takes twice as many muscles to frown. Come on, how many it's, 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 it takes a lot more of your energy to have a wrong spirit? Come on, say a right spirit is the right thing to do. Come on, being genuine before God, being real, letting God do that work in us. He followed God fully. He followed him fully. When the spies came back, and you can read this in Numbers 13, when they all, the leaders came back and they had the fruit of the land. Remember that? And they go, here it is. It's true, the land is beautiful. Here's the fruit of it, but... We see, you know, giants there. We see, we, we, you know, we see there's so many enemies in the land. And, and, and they began to give the children of Israel a what? A negative report. And I love this because you read in verse 30 of Numbers 13, it says that Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once. We are well able to overcome it. Wow. I love Caleb. Don't you love somebody that says, you know what? God is good. 
His word is true. I love that. You know, I'm getting your attention because of a microphone. He didn't have a microphone. He did it without a sound system. He just stood up and he quieted the people. And I believe there was such an authority and such an intensity in his spirit that, that they heard him and they, that he quieted the people and he said, let us go up at once. But it's interesting because they didn't have a right spirit. They didn't hear it. I want to have a right spirit, don't you? See, Caleb didn't say he believed in God, then the crisis functioned like he didn't know the power of God. Come on, how many of you say you believe in God? How many of the crisis, we should still believe God? Come on. He didn't abandon God's word when it was challenged. He challenged the situation with God's word. He didn't abandon God's word. He took his word and said, let us go but once. Let's challenge the situation. Why are we letting the negativity set our spirit? I love it. See, if you're stuck, it's not the enemy. It's your spirit. Because guess what? The enemy can only sow where there's ground to receive it. What was the first question? Who told you? Who's been talking to you? God help us be genuine. I want to be genuine. I don't want to bear the name because let me tell you about this tag year, Movada, whatever I got. It, it looked nice. Two things happened. It quit, number one. <laughs> number two, it wasn't real and so it turned my, <laughs> it affected my skin. I got a horrible rash, had to go to the doctor. Then, me being as stubborn as a mule, I took it to a jeweler. And he goes, I won't work on it because it's not real. <laughs> Throw it away. <laughs> you know, in Romans, it says, don't overcome, don't be overcome with evil, right? Overcome evil with good. The message says, don't let evil get the best of you, get the best of evil by doing good. You know, I've read that and I've heard it for years and I've heard it preached. And the other day it just hit me when I was studying Caleb. How many know having a problem and letting the problem make you a problem doesn't solve the problem? It's like someone's mad at me. Okay, I'm going to get mad at you. And somehow I'm going to make this better because it's like, what, why, isn't, why don't we stop and go, okay, we're in a crisis. We're in an issue. I better make sure my spirit's right because I, I have to overcome this thing. Because if I don't overcome, then I'm overcame. A right spirit. Say, God, help me because there's something going on. I want to have a right spirit. Because we know that just because you have leadership doesn't mean they have the right spirit. We know that because of Washington. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not talking about any side of the party. I'm talking about all of them. 
I'm talking about what? Having a right spirit, having an essence of your character, and that, that genuine saying, God, help us. He refused to be unthankful, too. He didn't complain against God. Isn't that good? The rest of them were complainers. He didn't, Caleb didn't complain. In fact, the Lord says, except for Caleb and Joshua, they didn't complain against me, and that's in Numbers 13. He said, they're going to go into the land because they, they, didn't, they, they took serious what comes out of their mouth. How I many when you're genuine, you, you watch your words? You watch your response. You say, God help me. Remember what David said, let the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart, Last thing, it says that Caleb kept his passion all the way to the end. Time didn't erode his spirit. It says that he was 40 when he got the promise. 45 years later, he tells Joshua, when they're getting ready to go into the land, he goes, Joshua, you know what Moses said to me. He said, I am as strong today as the first day I heard it. Give me this mountain. There he is again. There he is again. Time didn't erode. Nothing eroded his genuineness. Even though 45 years, sometimes waiting can mess with our attitude. But waiting didn't cause him to erode. It made him even more sensitive. Wow, what a gen 85-year-old guy going, give me that mountain. Wow, I love that, don't you? Don't you love it when people keep their passion all the way to the end? Woo, I love it. I, I pray I'm that way. My grandfather lived to be 97. And even when he was in a wheelchair, we'd be rolling him into church. I'd go, how you doing, Grandpa? He goes, I can run through a troop and leap over a wall. I'm like, really? You're in a wheelchair. He wasn't talking about his physical body. He was talking about his spirit. I was a, one of the little old ladies that we had. Was a, she was a pastor. She pastored with Steve Sampson in his first church. And she ended up uh, pastoring for years after he left the church. And then she moved to Kansas City after her husband died and went to our church. She was a prophetess, man. She, whoo. Anyway, she's dying. And, uh, and uh, she's on her last, so she's in the hospital. I go to see her, and, and I go in, and she's, I'm talking to her, and she goes, you know what? She goes, I don't like old people. <laughs> she's in her 80s. I said, what do you mean you don't like old people? She said, I don't like old people. They come in here talking about their aches and their pains. And she goes, John, I'm a teenager living in an old house. I went, you're awesome. I hope I'm like you. Right spirit. All the way to the end. Come on, I'm going to say, Lord, I want to be genuine. 
Well, this is the Thanksgiving month. How many of we should be the most thankful people on the, because of what Jesus Christ did for us? What he did on the cross for you and I is more than we can even imagine. The, the forgiveness of sin, the price that he paid, the way he made to the Father. We have access into the Holy of Holies. We can experience the help of God at any moment, any time. It's not about our works. It's about his grace. It's about his, his pursuit for us. And if he would pursue me with that kind of passion, that I should pursue him with the same passion. Paul said that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being conformed to his death. Wow, Paul, what are you talking about? He's talking about saying, I want to be genuine before God. And though I might go through a hard time, Paul called himself the chief of sinners, but he didn't say that I give up. He says, I'm pushing beyond it. And I'm going to become the man that God has created me to be. So I challenge you today. Let's not be a fake watch. Let's be a Christian and let's be genuine. Let's let God deal in those places of our life that maybe we've been stubborn in and say, God, you just do it. Because you know what? As a church body, and I'm talking about the whole church body, talking about the church corporately, how about we're called to be the joy of the whole earth. We're called to be the place where God manifests his glory in us. Though darkness is covering the earth, and gross darkness the people. He said he will arise upon us and his glory will be seen upon us. Let's bow our heads. Father, I thank you of your goodness and your grace. I thank you, Lord, that you love us so much that you, you sent your Holy Spirit to guide, direct us, convict us, God, because we're genuine. You're building us, you're making us, you're forming us. And Lord, like Daniel, like Caleb, God, we want to have a genuine spirit. We want to have a spirit that's sincere, that responds to you with wholehearted devotion. Follow you fully, all the way to the end. We give you praise in Jesus' name.